Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Magic and the Moon podcast. And as always, my name is David, and I'm your host. And I am joined today by a special guest, a friend of mine, who is John Highland, who is a high priest in the Gardnerian tradition of Wicca. And today we're going to be talking about anything from tips for seekers, tips for beginners, and some other questions like that. And John, would you like to introduce yourself and say a few things? My name is John Highland. Um, I've been involved in traditional craft of some, for, some form for over 30 years. And so I'm, I've been a coven leader for about 25. So it's good to be here with you today. Awesome. I'm glad you're here. So you mentioned uh, traditional Wicca. Do you mind maybe elaborating on that for somebody who's listening, maybe doesn't know what traditional Wicca means? All right. Well, when we say the word Wicca in the general pagan community, it kind of comes as a loaded word, if you will, because when we say the word Wicca, different people use it to mean different things. Okay. And the way I like to think of how people use it, people refer to Wicca on one hand as being like solitary craft. Right. Um, you know, especially with the coming out of um, Scott Cunningham's book, Wicca for the Solitaire. Right. You know, right. And people th- will say, well, I'm just a solitaire practitioner. Mm-hmm. Then um, there's this whole group of people who, Think of Wicca as an eclectic practice. Right. And um, they put together whatever they wish to do and, and work out a system that works for them. Right. And then there is the group of people who refer to Wicca as being traditional. Mm-hmm. And by traditional, it means that it descends in, in two forms, working within a coven and descends in a lineage Mm -hmm. and most of us who refer to traditional wicca reserve the the term to specifically mean that it refers to a lineage that that connects back to gerald gardner and one of his high priestesses and maintains some form of practice that was connected to one of gardner's covens and his high priestesses. Right. So right. when I use the term traditional Wicca, I'm referring to the Gardnerian tradition or or a tradition that came off of the Gardnerian tradition and maintains those practices. That's good. That's a good explanation. So when you say that um, it works in covens and we're talking about initiatory practice and lineage, things like that. So if someone was interested in a group setting and working in covens, what would be a way they could kind of um, pursue that interest? There's a number of, of avenues that a person could actually begin to pursue. Um, my first suggestion for someone who would be seeking a coven mm would be first to do a lot of research. Um, Don't just jump off and say, oh, I'm (laughs) going to go find a coven. Right. Um, One really good book that I would suggest a person to do is written by um, a really incredible woman named Thorn Mooney. Mm -hmm. It's it's called Seeker's Guide to Initiatory Wicca. It's a highly recommended book. And you can purchase it on Amazon. 
I would also look at a number of websites on on the internet. You can look up the, the title Gardnerian Wicca, Initiatory Wicca. They're also on Facebook. If a person is on Facebook, look up um, things such as Gardnerian Seekers or Alexandrian Seekers. Or if in your search you look up, you're searching and you come across different traditions of the craft. Mm -hmm. Look on Facebook and look up the title of the tradition and then type the word seeker. And you will find that many traditions have seeker pages mm -hmm. on Facebook. There's also a website called um, Mandragora Magica mm -hmm. that lists a large number of covens, not just in the United States, but all over the world. And it kind of replaced the um, old witch box site. Yes. And a person can make contact with a group through that way. Another another very viable way mm -hmm. to do it is, is that there are two um, groups actually right there in the Dallas-Fort Worth area mm -hmm. that serve kind of as a hub for um, various community events and activities. One is is the Council of Magical Arts. Mm -hmm. And they have a web page and you can contact them. And that would be a very good place for a beginner to start and then eventually reach out to a coven. The second one is the Covenant of the Goddess, mm -hmm. which is has a local council there in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And that's also a very good place for a person who is wanting to start. And the Covenant of the Goddess actually offers offers classes in magic and various esoteric topics. And they also will have a very good link to be able to connect people to local covens as well. That's awesome. So if there's a seeker and they're interested and they're looking at groups and websites and things like that, what are some things um, that maybe a priest or priestess would expect um, of a seeker to bring to the table when they're interested? Well, one of the things that a priest or a priestess is going to look for is, number one is honesty. Right. You know, don't misrepresent yourself in any way. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that happens a lot of times when a seeker comes to me is that the person will overstate magical abilities or magical training. Mm -hmm. They will tell me stories about what their grandma taught them. Right. And believe me, every high priest and priestess has heard a grandma story more than once, mm -hmm. more than a hundred times. If you can't bring your grandma with you and <laughs> your grandma tells me that she trained you, don't tell me that story. Right. Um, don't tell me about your magical powers. Mm -hmm. Um you have to remember we are a community of witches we mm -hmm. can do what you do right um not interested in that what we are looking for is someone who has a genuine commitment to learn mm -hmm. and is willing to put in the effort and time that is necessary when you are involved in a coven a lot of a lot of people don't realize that Entering it, preparing to enter into a coven can be a slow and lengthy process. Mm -hmm. You don't just show up 
and meet a high priest or priestess, and then initiation happens in a month or two. Right. The process can take anywhere from six months to two years of mm-hmm. preparation. And every coven has their own requirements mm-hmm. for initiation. And so during that time, there's going to be, there can be lessons. There can be other expectations, such as going to outer court rituals, mm-hmm. um, social events, um, reading lists. Many things can be happening during this time. So during that time, you will be expected to do these things. Right. And I would say do them. But above all, honesty and commitment. That's good. You know, show those things. And I think it's important to make the distinction that it's not um, when you're entering into a situation as a seeker, it's not as casual as like attending a church, say, right? It's you can't just decide to show up and then kind of do what you would like and then go home. There's more of a, there's more required of you. I should say. Oh, it, it, yes, definitely yeah. not. This is not like just going to church and you show up for the show or for the worship. You, you know, this is where you're going to have assignments and you're going to be expected to do things and you're going to be expected to prepare for things. And and it's also going to be if um, every high priest and priestess sets their own requirements. Mm-hmm. There's no universal set. So I can't tell you what one person's going to do, one coven's going to do versus another. What I can tell you is, is that if you do enter into an outer court process with a coven and then you start regularly missing, mm-hmm. you can be expected that the high priest or priestess will dismiss you. Right. And just say, well, maybe next time. Mm-hmm. You know, um, participating in an outer court and then in a coven setting requires a tremendous amount of commitment. And for the sake of uh, clarification, for maybe a listener that doesn't know the term, uh, what do you mean when you say outer court? An outer court, for those covens that do conduct an outer court, because not all covens do have what would be considered an outer court. Right. Okay. Right. An outer court is a period of time where a high priest and priestess meet a potential seeker. Mm-hmm. And the process can either be formal or informal or some mix of the two Mm -hmm. in which the seeker will go through a process of lessons, a process of what are called and can involve outer court rituals, Mm -hmm. rituals that are not structured around the actual tradition rituals, but are a way to expose the person to a ritual context and possibly some social events. Right. And um, nowadays with the pandemic that's happening, a lot of this is done through um, online social media. Right. So, you know, and so the ritual parts just aren't happening. Mm -hmm. But the lessons, the um, social events, or a lot of that's happening through, through social media. And... Typically, those that do have the outer court processes typically can go on from anywhere from six months to two years. Yeah. Now, there is absolutely no rush when it comes to initiation. Definitely. Because initiation is considered a very serious step. Definitely. 
So if someone uh, were listening and maybe they don't have a coven that's uh, convenient for them to travel to, maybe it's too far away, maybe they're just not interested in participating um, in a coven, what would be some suggestions you would give a beginner to the craft in general and ways that they could practice on their own? Okay, I, I, I can respond to that in two ways. Okay. okay. From a traditional standpoint, mm-hmm. okay, um, we look at the issue of traveling to a coven. Um, if you can come up with where it's truly just not feasible for you to travel to a coven, mm-hmm. okay, because now you've got to realize a lot of us have gone through periods when we were in that phase. Mm-hmm. We traveled three to five hours to go to a coven. Yeah, that's true. Okay, mm-hmm. so many of us kind of sit back and think, okay, <laughs> you can't travel. Right. Okay. Um, why is that? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it, it's one of those things, if, if you really want to do this and you've got to think, is is it is it because you can't travel because because you just don't want to do the travel right. or is it just not feasible right okay if it's just not feasible then what i would do is i would do the research i would read i would be on i would be on one of the secrets forums mm-hmm. i would also um research books that teach basic techniques of magic and mm-hmm. witchcraft and really not focus too heavy on on various specific kind of um what people would call traditional t- traditions or things like that don't get off into things like celtic magic or norse magic right unless that until after a time that you begin that that's something that you really want to focus on. Mm-hmm. Focus on just the general basics, the history, and and research the mythologies. Right. Really get to know the mythologies. That's good. And as far as, um, and this is maybe more of a generic uh, witchcraft question, maybe not perhaps traditional Wicca specifically, but perhaps someone um, prefers to practice solitary Um is there maybe any suggestions you would have or any uh, tales of caution <laughs> as well that you'd like to share? I would say the same thing. Mm-hmm. Just just really do a lot of research on, on general techniques mm-hmm. and take it really, really slow. Right. Don't rush into anything. Mm-hmm. You know, don't rush anything. And, and take, and, Challenge yourself, you know, on a on a day to day, month to month basis, and see how you progress. Right. You know, that's true. That's good. And this uh, this last question I have for you is um, not quite as serious, but I'm sure you're familiar with the baby witch phenomenon. It's kind of circulating the internet a lot. Where if they're a newcomer or a beginner or a novice, whatever, they're referring to themselves as babies or as children, and it's created. Um, a good deal of controversy on kind of the witchy internet. Um, what are your thoughts on that? What are your thoughts on uh, beginners or maybe people that don't want to put in the work or maybe they value a social media aesthetic over an authentic practice? 
I really don't. Well, to be honest with you, I'm not really on. Apart from the traditional forums, I'm really not on the internet with right. the general craft community you know, at all. Um, that that to be honest with you, mm-hmm. I, my response is is that's really nothing new. Mm-hmm. I mean, back when back. Um, Let's see. This is this is 2020. 20 years ago, mm-hmm. they refer were referred to as one book wonder wikis. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, you know, people who got one book on mm-hmm. the craft and mm-hmm. they thought they knew it all. Right. Um, the thing of it is, is that you know, it's it's understandable. You know, when a person first steps into this realm, mm-hmm. you know, you you discover it. And you get all excited and and all zealous, and there's the tendency want to just to broadcast to everybody. Mm-hmm. And you worked your first spell that you that you you imagine has been successful. Right. And so now, who I'm the power witch. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know watch my wand sparkle. <laughs> you know. Um, you know. I'm not going to be critical because I mean, there are people who go through that phase and you just sit back and you just say, well, isn't that nice baby? Mm -hmm. You know, (laughs) um, you know, come back and talk to me in about eight to 10 years, Mm -hmm. you know, and let's see where you are. And, and like I said, I just don't really see a whole lot of it because, you know, like I said, at the very beginning, I've been involved in traditional craft for, of some form or the other mm-hmm. for about 35 years. Yes. And so, um, you know, this is really the only, the, the main part of the realm that I've, I've been involved with, for sure. you know, I have been involved in the general pagan community of my local area, you know, as well. Um, and I've seen these trends come and go, right. you know, and then they come back mm-hmm. and then they go away again. Um, you know, so it's like, you know, that's nice, you know, come back to me in about eight to 10 years and let's see where you are, you know. Well, thank you for your time today, John. I really appreciate it. We are coming up on our time. Do you have any, uh, parting words you'd like to share with the listeners before we go? Um, just, just do your research, Mm -hmm. you know, do your research, proceed with, you know, take your time. If you do decide to go into a coven, there's not a rush, mm-hmm. you know, you know, genuine elders are not going to rush the process. So don't rush yourself. That's good. You know. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. And that is all we have for today. So I will see everyone next time.